You're listening to WBCALP 102.9 FM, Boston, Boston's community radio station. Hello, hello. You're listening to Never Give Up, where giving up is not an option. I'm your host, Rochelle Jones. And I'd like to say I am just so grateful that you are listening in uh, this evening. And we believe that this uh, radio broadcast is going to be able to really encourage you and get you to transform your thinking. That's why we say, you know, sometimes we're stuck in a in a rut um, and we are, you know, having a difficult time. We want to kind of give up, or we don't think anyone cares is listening. And we want you to know that we care and that we are listening. And our shows are always designed to try to encourage and to uplift and to motivate and to keep you standing and moving forward. And uh, if you're interested in uh, listening um, to some of the old previous uh, podcasts, we uh, you can locate them on WBCA dot podbeam bean b-e-a-n dot com that's w-b-c-a dot podbean dot com and you would search for never give up and tagline is giving up is not an option uh, we also would love for you to if uh, you're interested in um, being able to email us with any um, updates or any things that you'd like to hear or a problem to solve or just um, wanting to have, if you have a theme, uh, you we can uh, be reached at nevergiveupnow777 at gmail.com. That's nevergiveupnow, one word, 777 at gmail.com. Well, hello, hello to you, and uh, we are excited about today's topic, and it's, you know, we talk about positive speech, not being negative, and not giving up. Uh, We'll be coming from James 3, so you can get your Bibles ready, but we're going to be talking about taming our tongue, you know, being able to um, watch uh, what we say. How do we tame that tongue of ours, right? Uh, because we know that their power is in our words, right? Um, and so we're going to talk a little bit about uh, that here today. So, uh, you know, fasten your seatbelts. You can be driving or sitting at home. Uh, and we just, uh, we'll just dive in and see where the Lord takes us. Amen. And so we're looking at uh, James, and it says, uh, starting at 3, we want to uh, look at, start at verse uh, 15, let's say. And it states that, well, we'll start at 13. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, Do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. But the wisdom that is from the above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality, 
and without hypocrisy. Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. So, amen. Um, Great, great word. We have to really begin to seek God for wisdom, right? And wisdom comes not from this earth, not from sensual things, right? It comes from heaven, right? We want the wisdom that comes from heaven. Hallelujah. So um, let me let me just begin to talk about the wisdom that comes from God. So we're going to jump up and go to James 3, um, you know, and we're going to kind of look at verse uh, 3. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Look also at ships, although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. And we're about to jump into it, but our our mouths, our tongues can get us into a lot of trouble. It can get us out of trouble. And with these tongues, we can speak blessings and we can speak curses. And so um, let's continue. See how great a forest a little fire kindles. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the counsel of nature. And it is set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird of reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no man can tame the tongue. Wow. Uh, We can't do it in our human um, design. He said it is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. With it, we bless our God and Father. And with it, we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God. And out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives? Or a grapevine bear figs. Thus no spring yields both salt water and fresh. Wow. That's that's a mouth mouthful right there. And um our tongues, our mouths are probably the, the reason why a lot of us are in the predicament that we think. And I I was reading a quote by Bruce Lee, and it's so funny because he said that your body doesn't know that your mouth is joking or telling a lie. So your ears, when it receives information, doesn't know when we begin to speak negative or speak curses, you know, or blessings, right? Our body takes in that information and begins to respond accordingly. 
you remember when we were kids and you remember the saying that says, you know, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt hurt me. And uh, we we learned that that is so not true. Right. Because words are powerful weapons. They can inspire people or they can destroy people. And so we've we've been looking um, a little bit, too, at Proverbs 18.21. And, uh, you know, uh, the Lord is always speaking. We just have to begin to pay attention, right? And so I, I kind of uh, want to ask you, what, what do you feed the most? What comes out of your mouth the most? Inspirational things? or destructive things, things to build people up or things to tear people down. So we always have a choice when we speak, right? God has given us uh, an incredible freedom to be able to choose our words, right? He doesn't dictate what we say. He allows us to be in, to be ourselves in a sense. He allows us to speak. Amen. There's not a muzzle on our mouth. Amen. Sometimes we might wish there was, right? So sometimes we may wish that the words that we have spoken um, would never be released, didn't come out of our mouth. But sometimes uh, we, uh, um, uh, we allow our words to bring darkness and despair, and, a lo- and that leads to fear. And we don't want to speak ro- words that are rooted in fear that will cause people harm, you know, some words can bring light and hope and, and others are and, and rooted in love and others can bring destruction, right? And so you get to decide what words you're going to use. Are you going to use words that are going to build uh, one up? Are you going to use words that tear them down? And so uh, when we begin to speak something out of a place of fear, then fear begins to be manifested into our environment, right? We begin to speak it into existence. Mm. And so therefore, the same that with love, when we speak about life and love, these things are made manifest as well. And scripture tells us a lot about our words. He said in Proverbs 21 and 23, that those who guard their mouths and their tongues keep themselves from calamity. Right. We we just read that really no human being can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil and full of deadly poison. And so we've got to begin to master. Amen. Our mouths, our words, the words that we choose. We can choose to gossip and betray people. We could choose to be honest and truthful and loving and kind. And mainly uh, we we are. uh encouraged to see that whatever is the makeup of our heart, right? Out of the mouth, the heart speaketh. And so we can know the content or the condition of the heart by how you conduct what you say and what comes forth from your mouth. You know, some people um, uh, just can watch and listen and they can say, wow, they're very you know, angry person or agitated person. They're not saying that because they're judging you, that you are uh, showing something from your character that would indicate that you uh, are walking in anger, right? If, if a few people are telling you the same thing, you might want to pause 
and take notice. What are people saying about you, your speech? Oh, here he comes. Oh, here she comes. She's just so full of negativity and, and, and defeat, you know, and so or disrespect. And and likewise, somebody, wow, here she comes, here he comes. Boy, they're so encouraging and uplifting. Every time you see them, they, they transform uh, the darkness into light, right? And that's what God is wanting us to do, to change atmospheres by the way, our way of being, by what we say and what we do. Psalms 141 and 3 says, Set a guard over my mouth, Lord. And keep watch over the door of my lips. It's like, don't, don't let me say or do anything that's going to uh, jeopardize my relationship with you, you know. And so we want the word of God to begin uh, to convict us and to teach us and to show us so that we can do better. Okay. And... <clears throat> So we, we we want to be able to uh, please God uh, with our words and with our lips, right? So we want the things that we say to line up with what God has said in his word. Amen. I, I know I do, right? And so, Lord, we, we just praise you. You know, and here's the thing. It already says that no human being can tame the tongue. So we already know what's, you know, we, we, need, we need help from the Holy Spirit, you know. We look at Matthew 19, 26, and it says that Jesus looked at them intently and said, humanly speaking, it is impossible, but with God, everything is possible. And the way to tame your tongue is by partnering with the Holy Spirit, right? And then these problems cannot be solved by just willpower. And 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 that's the thing. Sometimes we oh, I'ma just try a little harder. I'm sure I can do better. But you can't do it within your own strength. And so you've got to ask the Holy Spirit to come along and to help you and to teach you so that you can begin to uh make a a, a difference and that we will begin to see transformation in your life. You remember the saying, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me? It's quite the opposite. You break a bone, your bone will heal. But those words are with us. When we would tend, those words, those negative words still echo in our mind, bringing down our self-esteem. It tears us down. We can still remember. And I remember uh, just the other morning, my granddaughter did something. I said, oh, she's, that's so silly. You're so silly. And we think that that's kind of cute. And the Holy Spirit convicted me that we don't want her to get that in her spirit, that she's silly. No. Hallelujah. She's a, a king's kid, a queen. She is uh, beautifully and wonderfully made. She's the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. You know, she's a, a, a change agent. Hallelujah. A worshiper of God. So, you know, it, it, it sometimes we don't mean harm. Silly, you know, it's not a, 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 a terrible word to say, but at the same time, it's, it's probably not a word we want her to be known by. 
you know? And, and can you imagine 10 years from now in school being silly? Like, no. And so someone say, oh, you know, she's just little, though. You you forcing it. No, we're not forcing it because we want to practice. We we don't want to give in to the enemy, not even one little bit, by uh, trying to change the, the intensity of, uh, of the effect that our words have on individuals, right? And, and how the enemy uses those negative words to begin uh, perpetuating in a person uh, their self-esteem, low self-esteem, you know, lack of confidence, you know. And so we, we've got to start early watching what we say, you know. And so, but here's one of the things. How, how do we begin to uh, feed what we want to see? And so we are going to kind of look at that a little bit, how we want to dedicate our heart, mind, and tongue to the Lord daily. You know, that's a, that's a technique that we want to begin to, when we wake up in the morning, say, Lord, I thank you that I just give you my heart right now, my mind, my words, you know, you know every day that we would edify and glorify the Lord, that we would pray that God would protect our mind and our thoughts and that he would lead uh, that we and that we would not lead to words of destruction. That our words, you know, the Bible says that we're going to give an account to every idle word that has been spoken. And so we don't want to give idle words. We don't want to speak idle words. One day we're going to have to stand before God in heaven and he's going to ask us, you know, why did we say such things? Why did we talk? He, he has it all written down. And so what we could do is from this point here, say, Lord, forgive me for the words that I've used against myself and others that have brought destruction and negativity and not growth and not inspiration and not motivation. God, I repent right now. And that I would be set on the road of right, that I would do better from here on out. Lord, thank you, Jesus. And, and, and because we can go boldly before the throne of grace and, you know, the throne of God, then we can uh, and repent and, and start again, clean slate. He remembered no more. Amen. So <clears throat> Hebrews 13, 5 says, through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name, right? So when we choose praise, amen, instead of slander or gossip or fear-based words, right? Because those aren't the words of God. They're not the words of Christ, amen? Instead, let's give praise. Amen. You know, and start thinking about those people that you might have slandered or you might have uh, begun to uh, gossip or talk about, you know. And Lord, I, I thank you. I offer up praise. I pray that they would be a praiser. I pray, God, that they would begin to transform their mind and their heart right now, God, in the name of Jesus. I pray, oh God, that they would experience and encounter your love and your peace and who you are, that they would come to know you, Father God, and that they would choose to desire to walk with you 
I mean, we've got to turn those situations into a praise, amen, and not into hell words, amen, words that that will send them uh, almost uh, to hell by what we say. The Bible says the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. So we want to continue to fill our heart and our mind with positive God words, encouraging words, words that are going to empower people. We also want to pray that God would give um, us awareness uh, of our words, right? And that we would taste, uh, that we would taste those words, hear those words before we spit them out. Have you ever said something and been like, wow, I wish I hadn't said that. I wish it wouldn't even have left my mouth. That once inside it sounds like, yeah, I'm going to say this. But then once you say it, you're like, man, I wish I'd never said that. You know, because the thing is, is you can't take those words back. Those words uh, continue to linger years past. You might have said, they'll remember the words more than they'll remember the apology. And you could have apologized, amen, but they don't hear that. They don't hear the apology. They only hear, amen, what you said, even though you took it back. <laughs> so we want, we want to uh, acknowledge the fact that we need discernment, right? We need God's grace to help us to be conscious of the words that we are saying. We want God to help us to be intentional, about what we say and what we do, right? The Bible tells us to also to remain silent. You know, I was I was remembering the scripture where Jesus, when um when when they brought him before Pontius Pilate and they were accusing him, never did he say a mumbling word. <laughs> Can you imagine they're accusing you of pretending that you were the king? You know, and uh. Be, and he didn't. He didn't defend himself. He didn't try to justify, and say, "You know what? I didn't say that. I didn't do that." No, he never complained. He never said a mumbling word. Which leads me into the next, um, uh, is surrender your your right to complain. You know that we don't want to uh, complain. You know, we want to be intentional. I remember Psalms nineteen fourteen says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength. That we've got to take responsibility for the words that come out of our mouth. And so that we can't just keep complaining in front of our friends and coworkers and families and strangers. No one enjoys hearing it, Right. And I, I, I'm, I'm convicted by it. If people don't engage you or agree with you when you complain about yourself and others, it might be because you make them uncomfortable. So we've got to kind of be sensitive. Why are we? The Bible doesn't want us to murmur and complain anyway. Amen. You know, uh, another thought would be we could begin to ask God, of course, to forgive us, um, James 3.2 said, spend some time with the Lord repenting and asking for forgiveness. 
you know, regarding what we're saying with our words. If we have offended anyone, we've got to continue to commit to changing the way we speak and the way we speak about ourselves. I remember uh, somebody said that <clears throat> they had to remind themselves, which reminded me as well, speak, say kind words about yourself. Stop beating yourself up and being harsh. And I realized that sometimes if we do it to ourselves, we'll do it to others. And so we get to formulate a fate. And and sometimes we may not we might we might be coming from such a negative environment that we don't even realize um that we don't have <clears throat> a lot of positive words in our database, right? In your data bank of memory. You <laughs> you may not have recalled them, uh, heard them. So you might have to begin to research and and begin to look up power words, powerful words, encouraging words, you know? And then we want to maybe practice speaking words, you know, that will comfort and edify and inspire. And we need to ask God to help us in that area. Ephesians 4.29 says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. So we want to begin to encourage, give support, confidence, or hope. That's what we want to do with our words, with our mouths, right? So we want to be able to soothe and console. We want to bring freedom from pain. Amen. And we want to be able to cultivate and develop and build up people. We want to motivate and excite and energize, right? So we, we, it, we have been empowered to do so. There is power in our mouths. We hold the key to a lot of people's successes, you know? So like Psalm 39, one says, I will watch my ways and keep my tongue from sin. And I will put a muzzle on my mouth as long as the wicked are in my presence. I'm going to fight hard, Lord, not to speak those things that would edify the enemy and not God. Hallelujah. I'm going to watch my tongue. I'm going to keep my mouth shut and I'm going to stay out of trouble. <laughs> That's what they said in Proverbs 21, 23. Watch your words, hold your tongue and you'll save yourself a lot of grief. The one who guards his mouth and tongue, keep himself out of trouble. My encouragement is to keep yourself out of trouble. Not only with others, but even yourself. Watch the words that you speak to yourself. Because when you are kind to you and love you, then you'll be kind to others and love others. Power. You get to decide. You get to choose what words come from your mouth. You've been listening to Never Give Up, where giving up is not an option. I'm your host, Rochelle Jones. Remember, greatness is on the inside of you. God bless you. See you next week.